Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's news talk radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome aboard. It is four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Thursday night here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are partaking of the Steve Malzberg Show here on TNT. Uh, just some news off the top of my head, which <laughs> uh, is, is just, again, speaks volumes to where we are in this nation. Um, remember we talked about the, um, the Senate staffer who had homosexual sex in a, a Senate conference room? where many Senate committees, you know, uh, meetings and hearings have taken place. I mean, there was nobody else in there, as far as we know, except the guy who was having sex with him and maybe someone else taking the pictures. Nonetheless, the, the guy uh, in, in question uh, is no longer employed by the uh, Democrat senator. And today the Capitol Police said, guess what? They broke no laws. They broke no laws by getting undressed naked and having anal homosexual sex in the Senate conference rooms. No laws broken. That's the end of them. Have a nice life. <laughs> now, there's not a direct analogy, but understand, people who went into the Capitol building, I mean, they, they, they went in after the violence or after the people who busted the doors down, you know, by then, those people were well inside. They're just, the doors were open. We have videos of them just walking around, you know, taking pictures, lounging around. Somebody went to Nancy Pelosi's office, put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's office. These people go to jail. But if you're a Democrat and you're having gay sex videotaped and reportedly it was for People in Washington, some kind of something, which might speak to why it is what it is, where people who enjoy this kind of thing could view it. If you do that, no problem. You didn't do anything wrong. Anybody's entitled, I guess, to go in there then and do the same thing. Straight sex, gay sex. I don't know. But Capitol Police say, they broke, no, no, no laws were broken. <laughs> you got to love this country, don't you? You've got to, could you imagine if it was, if, if it was the MAGA, imagine the MAGA people, two MAGA people. I don't even know. I can't, I can't just a, a Republican staffer. That's good enough. A Republican staffer caught having sex in, 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 a con, in the same room. Okay. Videotaped it. The video's out. You could see it. You think they'd say, oh, not, no laws broken here. It's unbelievable. And it gets worse and worse. Speaking of which, we spent close to half the show yesterday before uh, Kevin Sorbo joined us. And then even a little after Kevin Sorbo joined us, uh, talking about what happened on Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time, middle of the day, Times Square, middle of Times Square, New York City, 7th Avenue, 42nd Street, right by where you watch the ball fall, okay? And um, 
this is what happened. Let's uh, let's roll uh, the cut, please. And there it is. You see two cops confronting, as it turns out, a bunch of illegal immigrants who uh, were hanging out with a bunch of others. They came from different uh, immigration housing centers or whatever. Then it got violent, turned into this, kicking and beating police officers. And (laughs) four of them were arrested on the spot. All, look at that. Just look at the animals. Look at the animals play. Look at the animals who are in this country illegally. Okay? So they beat up two cops. They go to court, and they're released with no bail. Back on the streets. Another one was wanted on an outstanding warrant or something, the fifth one. So for some reason, he appeared in court today. And you know what he did? He gave everybody not one finger, but one finger on each hand, the middle finger on each hand. I, I, now, the four that were released, there's a report that they already, they're already out of here. They're gone. They're not coming for, like I said yesterday, oh, yeah, they'll be back for their court appearance. You just let them know when. <laughs> it is a sick, sick, sick country. I'm sorry. I love this country more than anything. I'm proud of this country. Always have been. Privileged to live in this country, to be an American. But the people who want this country destroyed are destroying it. And I don't mean them. I mean the people who brought them here, who allowed them to be here, who allowed all this to to, to happen and continue. Now, I played you that. I wanted to let you hear what the... um, NYPD chief of patrol said after the four were released, New York City uh, uh, NYPD chief of patrol, here is cut F07. All right, so we all saw the video. Saturday afternoon about 4 o'clock, 42nd Street and 7th Avenue, a lieutenant and a police officer from Midtown South being directed towards the Soil League group. As they clear, try to clear that group. You saw the video. Reprehensible. Cowards. You have eight people attacking a lieutenant and a cop. Running up to them, trying to kick him in the face and kick him in the face. Four are arrested on the scene. One was arrested last night. The four that were arrested should be sitting in Rikers right now on bail should be indicted this week and taken off our streets you want to know why our cops are getting assaulted there's no consequences and we must change this end of story end of story no consequences no consequences for using a gun in the commission of a crime that's why i go all the way back to the crime bill under bill clinton and i remember the Democrats taking provisions out of the crime bill that they say were just not fair, too restrictive, too harsh. Mandatory sentences for using the gun, a gun in the commission of a crime. That's what we need. Well, that's a different issue, but nonetheless, you just show a gun in the commission of a crime, you don't even have to shoot it. Five years, mandatory, you're in prison. You fire it even up in the air. 
10 years, mandatory. And if you shoot someone, you get years tacked on accordingly. That's what I'm in favor of. Would they ever do that? Are you kidding? The people who use guns to commit crimes are back on the streets either immediately or, or after serving a month, and they're back on the streets. That's what the left wants. That's what the left wants. But these, these thugs, these thugs, these ungrateful punks, Roaming the streets, free to go. You beat up two cops. We got it on video. Bye. We'll call you when we're ready to uh, to 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 uh, have your 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 hearing or your trial or whatever. Okay, sir. We'll wait. We'll 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 come. You let us know. Wow. 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 I mean, what could you say? So even Joe Scarborough on Morning Joe with Little Mika sitting next to him and again she's not little by any means she's a very tall woman um but she speaks very little you know only when joe lets her speak or joe's not there anyway so this is from morning joe and joe was at it again and if you watch and listen to this first clip you'll think what's malsberg talking about joe's rightfully outraged and even little mika looks rightfully outraged. She actually want, might have gone like this. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, little Mika staying awake on the show, very good. Um, so here is cut, here's cut F12. You have illegal immigrants in, in New York that beat the hell out of cops. Jail, they get released the next day. Oh yeah. The next day, and, and by the way, and by the way, politicians say, I don't understand. Why do people think crime's out of control? I don't understand. And you've got leaders in Washington going, well, you know, I don't think we can arrest people and incarcerate them. I don't think that's the way to safer streets. I don't all, while they're, all while they're passing legislation that says, steal what you want to steal up to $1,000, we're cool with it. You know, for people who are not familiar with what you're talking about here, there were two police officers over the weekend in Times Square, a very busy Times Square, uh, and they began trying to arrest uh, someone who was disrupting p the peace. And they were attacked by eight to 10, perhaps 12 other people, young men, migrants, illegal citizens they were here illegally they jumped all over the cops kicked them beat them okay they're not illegal citizens they're not citizens i mean ugh. all right so so far you say all right well they they all seem outraged right they all seem outraged what are you complaining about steve I'm not complaining about anything. I'm just presenting in their own words what they will eventually say. And this, uh, there will be a word coming out of a Mika's mouth, little Mika's mouth. And guess what, it, what letter it starts with? Here is cut number F13. And again, because somebody's idea of, of uh, is letting people who beat the hell out of cops out of jail the next day. Mm, sounds like there's, there's, uh, I'm sorry, there's nothing racist about, you know, when people say, oh, it's racist to have this with the bell this or bell that. 
Rev, we, you, you hear it. I hear it. You hear it in, in wherever you go. There's no, no, so, you know, revolving doors aren't a solution. Letting somebody beat the hell out of a New Yorker one day and be walking on the street the next. I mean, that's a recipe for chaos. And, and the biggest problem right now, because there is a solution. There is a solution. And the solution's waiting for Republicans mm -hmm. to, 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 to sign on to and to have it signed into the law. It's called, by Republicans, the toughest border mm -hmm. security uh, law ever. And, and right now you've got House Republicans stopping it. So because we're going to keep seeing Trump. chaos like this because of Donald As Trump. <laughs> it's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. And this, again, either lying sack of Joe or dumb sack of Joe, you pick. Because I, I can't get inside his head. Calling this, saying that, this would, you know, that this could stop if this bill, which, by the way, we still haven't seen the bill. We being anybody in public, Joe included, he doesn't know what's in the bill. But this bill, this bill, is supposed to stop everything. What we do know about it, what we've heard about it, and this is, has to be what Joe's going on, is that you could still have five thousand illegals a day come into this country. So tell me, Joe, brain surgeon, Ph.D. candidate, um, genius, Mensa member, no doubt. How, 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 how are you going to know that of the 5,000 that come in every day, none of them are like this? Joe, what we need to do is stop it. Put up more razor wire. Put up higher walls. Get beneath the ground. Stop any tunnels. Build a moat. Not to, with the purpose of killing people, but with the purpose of deterring people. Because if you have it, people are going to say, I'm not going in there. Stop it. Not allow a certain number, an outrageously high number. Again, according to the rumors of what is in this bill. But according to Joe and little Mika, who said Donald Trump, oh, she said two words. Very good, Mika. This would, could all be stopped if only Donald Trump gave the wink and the nod and the okay and said, okay, pass this. Even though Joe doesn't know what's in it, and what we do know about it is that it allows thousands of people every day, illegals, into this country. But that's going to stop this, says Joe. God help us. God help us. Okay. Now, as horrific as everything we just saw and heard is, and the beating and the cops and the re releasing them, here we go with another. And if this comes to fruition, this other is going to supersede just about everything. And I don't even, I, you know, I, I could just go by... I don't know if they're trying, trying to, to set the table that we can't have elections uh, or the elections are going to be interfered with by China and they can't be legitimate if Trump wins. They'll bring this out. I don't know what they're planning. But the head of the FBI yesterday testified before Congress, uh, Christopher Wray, and I want you to hear 
what he had to say about what they say they know China is planning to do to the United States of America. And it doesn't sound like he knows how to stop them or can't stop them. Here is cut F1. Now, when I described the CCP as a threat to American safety a moment ago, I meant that quite literally. There has been far too little public focus on the fact that PRC hackers are targeting our critical infrastructure, our water treatment plants, our electrical grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines, our transportation systems, and the risk that poses to every American requires our attention now. China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure in preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens and communities if and when China decides the time has come to strike. Now, isn't that going to make you sleep well tonight if you live in the United States? <laughs> oh, they'll just end civilization as we know it and make it impossible to communicate, make it impossible to to, to have water or, or electricity or, or food, just shut everything down. Isn't that comforting? Isn't that lovely? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want the government to hide this from us. But you're telling us that basically we're at China's, you know, whim whenever they want to do it. We're done. Here's more. Here's cut F. Oh, two. They're not focused just on political and military targets. We can see from where they position themselves across civilian infrastructure that low blows aren't just a possibility in the event of a conflict. Low blows against civilians are part of China's plan. But the PRC's cyber onslaught goes way beyond pre-positioning for future conflict. Today, and literally every day, they're actively attacking our economic security, engaging in wholesale theft of our innovation and our personal and corporate data. Nor is cyber the only PRC threat we face. The PRC cyber threat is made vastly more dangerous by the way they knit cyber into a whole of government campaign against us. Okay, again. Again, we know about this. Apparently, we can't stop it. We can't stop it now. We're not stopping it now. Are we doing it back to them? Are we in a position to do the same to them? So that we could say to them, you do it to us. You're getting it right back. Don't forget. Don't forget Joe Biden loves China. Xi Jinping is best friend in the world. President Xi. President Xi. I traveled with him more than anything. Oh, great, great, great. Oh, those balloons, they weren't spy balloons. Yes, they were, as it turns out. Loves China. And China promised Joe they will not interfere with our elections. Um, that's wonderful. Wonderful. This is like fiction hour, but it's not fiction. It's all true. Here's cut F 
03. They recruit human sources to target our businesses, using insiders to steal the same kinds of innovation and data that their hackers are targeting, while also engaging in corporate deception, hiding Beijing's hand in transactions, joint ventures, and investments to do the same. And they don't just hit our security and economy, they target our freedoms, reaching inside our borders across America to silence, coerce, and threaten some of our citizens and residents. But I can assure you, the FBI is laser-focused on the threat posed by Beijing. Really? Well, I tell you, that's, that's comforting. Um, I really don't recall hearing much. They're laser-focused laser on the threat. But, I mean, as you'll hear, I, I, I'm not comforted by the fact that he has a, there's a plan, there's, a, there's something in the works, there's an active, ongoing uh, thwarting of what China is planning to do, according to what I hear from the director of the FBI. Maybe you'll hear differently. Let's uh, keep going to F04. In fact, just this morning, we announced an operation where we and our partners identified hundreds of routers that had been taken over by the PRC state-sponsored hacking group known as Volt Typhoon. The Volt Typhoon malware enabled China to hide, among other things, pre-operational reconnaissance and network exploitation against critical infrastructure like our communications, energy, transportation, and water sectors, steps China was taking, in other words, to find and prepare to destroy or degrade the civilian critical infrastructure that keeps us safe and prosperous. And let's be clear, cyber threats to our critical infrastructure represent real-world threats to our physical safety. Really, Mr. FBI Director? Gee, that's, uh, by the way, the second time he repeated the list of, of what they're targeting. He told us that we found malware that would target those things that he listed off, the, 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 you know, the, that he rambled off twice. And now he tells us that we need to understand, okay, dumb Americans, if they do this, it's not just to systems that they're going to do it to. It's going to affect you. Yeah, we're all too stupid to understand what it means. Thank you very much. Water, electricity, transportation, everything else he listed. We think that, oh, that's just the computer systems, but we'll be okay. <laughs> still haven't heard. They identified it. Okay, still haven't heard how they're going to prevent it when China wants to pull the trigger. Here is cut FO5. To quantify what we're up against, the PRC has a bigger hacking program than that of every major nation combined. In fact, in fact, if you took every single one of the FBI's cyber agents and intelligence analysts and focused them exclusively on the China threat, China's hackers would still outnumber FBI cyber personnel by at least 50 to one. So as we sit here, while important budget discussions are underway, I will note that this is a time to be keeping ahead of the threat 
by investing in our capabilities rather than cutting them. We need to ensure that we sustain and build on the gains that we've made that have enabled us to take actions like the Volt Typhoon operation I just mentioned. The budgets that emerge from discussions underway now will dictate what kind of resources we have ready in 2027, a year that, as this committee knows all too well, the CCP has circled on its calendar. So what I gather from that, since I'm not on the committee, I don't know all too well. I just know what I just heard. So the communist Chinese government has circled the year 2027, which is three years from now, on its calendar. And based on what he has been saying up until this point and the context in which he brought this up this year and the circling of the, the date and the calendar, I can only assume, as one might you know, also assume along with me, as all of you might assume, that he's talking about that's when China's planning to do this. So this is a fight for money. This is a, 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 for, for, to increase the FBI's budget. Might I suggest the FBI stop, uh, you know, looking at, uh, at uh, uh, churchgoers and peaceful uh, uh, pro-life protesters and other People like parents at school board meetings and stop writing memos about the threat of, uh, of, of Christians and, and, and Catholics in church and concentrate more on this China issue. I'm not saying they don't deserve more funds for this. They should get them. But I'm just worried about their priorities at the FBI and at the Justice Department and in this government, period. Here's one more. Uh, the last one we have from uh, Christopher Ray. Cut uh, FO6. As I've described, the PRC is already today putting their pieces in place. I do not want those watching today to think we can't protect ourselves. But I do want the American people to know that we cannot afford to sleep on this danger. As a government and a society, we've got to remain vigilant and actively defend against the threat that Beijing poses. Otherwise, China has shown it will make us pay. Well, um, I don't want to think we can't defend against it, but you're not making it sound, Mr. and I don't want him to lie, but he's not, you know, full of confidence, doesn't sound very confident, doesn't sound like he's trying to assure us of anything. And it's, uh, it's, it, it, to me, I, 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 this story should have been all over the place. This should have been the story. China's got uh, 2027 circled on their calendar, and they're aiming to destroy us as, 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 as we know us in our ability to, to survive without electricity, without water, without transportation, without communications. And what did we probably get? A bunch of stories about Donald Trump instead in the media. All right, so take all this under advisement. We'll talk about this more uh, next week with uh, our friend Gordon Chang. But uh, we have a, another special guest coming up uh, when we recur uh, return from the break. I'm Steve Malsberg. Don't go anywhere right here. Stay here 
on TNT. TNT's Misty Winston. She says, how is anyone still talking about October 7th? What Israel has done since October 7th is many times worse than what happened on that day by any conceivable metric. The only way to feel otherwise is to believe Israeli lives are worth many times more than Palestinian lives. How is Israeli suffering still being centered over vastly less significant acts of violence three months ago, while ex exponentially worse violence and suffering is being inflicted by Israelis right this very moment? If your nation is attacked and you respond to that attack by immediately murdering thousands of children with incredible savagery, then you forfeit any right to expect anyone to give a shit that your nation was attacked. Israel responded to the Hamas attack by doing something much, much worse than anything Hamas has ever done, and in doing so, completely delegitimizing itself as a state and completely validating everything the Palestinian resistance has been saying about the state of Israel since day one. Misty Winston on today's News Talk TNT. People might tell you that Lyme doesn't kill people, but we are losing people. People disappear from their lives. One of the scariest things that I had to deal with was uh, memory loss. Not just like I don't remember what I did last week, but like I forgot all the words to my own songs. I remember going to my primary care physician and he was like, you are 100% healthy, there's nothing wrong with you. And my response was, that's impossible, I'm dying. I wasn't working. So I had all of these hospital bills and we had to move out of our home and move into my parents' basement. I just wish I could have truly been present in those big moments, you know, when she took her first steps or, you know, her first day of preschool. Lima's such a thief and it goes undetected because no one is looking for it. For more information and prevention tips, go to projectlime.org. CO2 sustains all life on Earth, but now it's in long-term decline. We face the return of an ice age. We mandate that the truth be told. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um, it's been the better part of a week since uh, three U.S. Uh, soldiers were killed in Jordan. Uh, by uh, Iranian uh, proxies, as uh, as the term goes, and um, dozens injured with traumatic brain injury and, and other injuries. And, uh, of course, uh, the U.S. says, our administration says, we will retaliate. As a matter of fact, CBS News reporting uh, tonight that plans have been approved for a series of strikes over a number of uh, of days and um, nothing yet. Of course, it's at the time and place of our choosing, as Joe Biden likes to say. Uh, let's go to someone who has been there and done all this and, um, again, is a better man than I for putting on the uniform and serving our country proudly, not serving our administration, as uh, Karine Jean-Pierre might uh, say he did, but serving our country. And we welcome in uh, USMC Colonel um, Eric Ewer. He is retired, uh, former Marine attack helicopter pilot, flew hundreds of missions throughout the most war-torn and dangerous areas of the Middle East. He's also the author of Ghosts of Baghdad. Colonel, welcome, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. All right. So let me ask you there's there's so many things i want to ask you first um what should the u.s do you know we heard joe biden the other day asked uh while the marine one was drowning him out 
do you consider Iran responsible for the attacks on our soldiers? And he poo-pooed it uh, down to, well, you know, we, we, we believe that uh, Iran gave them the weapons. In other words, they're not responsible. They didn't tell them to do it. They didn't do it themselves. They just gave them the weapons. Another, as per usual, attempt to um, not not uh, indict Iran or punish Iran uh, specifically. So what what do you think the uh, U.S. retaliation should look like? Yeah, so you're, you're spot on. It's, these are Iranian proxies. These are the Islamic resistance in Iraq. Uh, they are trained, equipped, uh, all their intelligence, everything comes from the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the Quds forces, their special forces. Uh, they're the same ones that trained Hamas. They're the same ones that are on the ground now with the Houthis in Yemen. And they're certainly the same ones over the last multiple decades have supported and trained Hezbollah. Um, yeah, that, that term you use uh, at time in, 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 uh, in place of our choosing, you know, there's something to be said for that. Uh, there's nothing... Uh, there's nothing worse than getting punched except waiting to get punched. Um, so I think there's some value in that. I don't think that was always their intent. I think these uh, we have multiple options. Uh, they're carrier-based options, land-based options, sea-based options uh, with missiles, with uh, you know clearly conventional bombs uh, and special forces. Uh, so I think, you know, hopefully the president has turned this over to the chairman and his team and the central command commander and come up with a plan that works to not just decapitate these uh, responsible, but for go up the chain and find the leadership uh, nodes and hit those as well. How how responsible is Iran? I mean, you agree that they're they're operating at the behest of Iran, and how long? I mean, over 160 attacks on U.S. troops uh, in the Red Sea, in Iraq, in Syria, now in Jordan. Um, and, and troops injured and now three killed. How long could we go around saying, oh, we don't want to, we not only don't we want an, a, a war with Iran or expanded war, Iran doesn't want an expanded war. Well, if Iran didn't want an expanded war, they would tell these people to not do anything. I mean, I'm so sick of equating us not wanting a, a bigger war with Iran not wanting a bigger war. Iran is responsible for every terrorist group out there, the Hamas Nazi scum and Hezbollah and everybody proxy that's hit us in the Houthis. And we say, oh, they don't want a bigger war. I mean, how long do we let them, as a layman, in effect, skate? It's a great point. And what we have seen in the last few weeks is we've emboldened the Iranians. The Iranians have no real way to strike back at America and the Israelis, which are their clear enemies. Uh, they do it through use of uh, drones right now. And those drones are, are pretty sophisticated. They've been making those drones since the mid 80s. And so our response needs to be decisive. It needs to be cross borders. It can no longer be targeting uh, the, in this case, the Islamic resistance in Iraq or the Houthis. That needs to be at the Iranians. It needs to put pressure on their leadership pressure internally on them so they will fundamentally change their behavior. Everything we've done to date has just emboldened them to be more audacious in their attacks. And the loss of you know three Americans, three great Americans at Tower 22, uh, we were caught off guard. And uh, and tomorrow, well, tomorrow the, uh, the bodies will be uh, 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 transferred uh, back here, back home. The president is supposed to be there. Hopefully this time he won't look at his watch. Um, as I think he famously did uh, once before. Um, so so I, I see a report also 
that the, uh, and I'll probably mispronounce it, the Kataib Hezbollah has, uh, has stopped uh, attacking us since, um, since the three American soldiers uh, were killed. Um, and that's got to be also at the behest of Iran. Do, do you think that Iran fears us? I know you say we've been emboldening them, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, but do you think they fear us at all, um, given our response, given our history with Iran, placating Iran, the the Iran, the the nuclear deal, um, you know, the words we use, the words we choose, everything, no retaliation inside Iran? I mean, do you think they fear us at all, or do they, you know, look at us and laugh? So I think the you know the, the intelligent you know, moderates who are in Iran that are running day-to-day operations fear us like no one else can be feared. They know we can put an end to that country at the time, really the time of choosing. Uh, but the issue is they're playing on the politics. They're playing on, this is an election cycle. They're playing on the, the perceived weakness of the administration. They're playing on the social and political minorities in the country who are putting even more pressure on this administration. So they, they play that game and they've played it very well. From a strict military standpoint, they fear us. Uh, we could blacken the skies with F-22s and F-15s at, at a moment's notice. And by the way, so could the Israelis. Um, so they're playing a very dangerous game. We know they want to be the hegemon in the in the, in the Middle East. They want to be the power brokers. Um, and the call off one minor Shia organization, uh, that, that doesn't or should not fool anyone. All right, we're talking to um, um, retired uh, Colonel Eric Buer, uh, Marine Corps, of, of Marine ta- uh, former Marine attack helicopter pilot. And uh, the book, by the way, which we'll talk about in a sec, is uh, Ghosts of Baghdad. Let me ask you a question, uh, because we're, <laughs> we're living in a world now where usually it only applies to Israel. Uh, usually, you know, they don't talk about it when other countries do it all the time. And that means that that what I'm talking about is civilians killed, you know, during a war uh, when you're going for military targets. But but we are Israel is fighting uh, an enemy that that puts that they're terrorists, they're animals, and they are willing to sacrifice. In fact, it's good for them, publicity and everything else. If the more civilians get killed and they don't care, they've said their leadership has said. We're not, it's not up to us to protect the civilians in Gaza. It's up to the United Nations, um, you know, and, and they don't care. Civilians have always been uh, killed by the millions in order to gain freedom. And the guy rattled off a whole list of, uh, of, of episodes. So my question to you is, you know, we bombed the Houthis, uh, uh, their, their drone storage, their, their launching pad storage, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> what if those were put on hospitals? What if they were in, in, a, in schools or in mosques? Would we then say, oh, can't bomb them? Have we gotten to a point where the terrorists and anyone who uses human shields wins because, oh, you can't harm a civilian? Is that where we are or is that only apply to Israel in world opinion? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a complex question. Let me tackle Israel first. I think the the Palestinians, everyone, you know, from a very, everyone feels for the Palestinian people. You have to feel no one wants to see children and, and the innocents uh, sacrificed and swept up in this in this conflict. But Hamas knew that. Hamas has taken billions of dollars. They've had opportunities to build infrastructure. They've had opportunities to build supply, uh, supply networks to support their people prior to this attack. 
they had opportunities to negotiate with the Egyptians to get people out. They counted on the CNN effect. They counted on seeing their civilians used as human shields. Uh, the great example is the hospital. The, Ameri- the Israelis blew up the hospital, and then we get the vi- you know that 50 people are killed, and then you realize it's these great, great lovers of life called the Islamic Jihad who couldn't properly fire rockets and killed their own people. Uh, five people tragically killed. So that that is something we always have to fight against. You know, I think Hamas is particularly cowardly. Uh, they just are. That's that's how they have fought wars. Um, that's just how they think when they fight the Israelis. Uh, everything, the gloves are off. The Houthis on the other stand, I mean, you're talking 200,000 uh, led by Abdul now. Um, and I, I think they fight a little more conventionally like a little no more... they do no no and colonel i don't mean to interrupt they do but my my question is what if what if they said oh look at the world outrage because uh, at, at israel going after legitimate military targets that are you know in in civilian uh, areas and buildings and hospitals and schools whatever maybe we should put ours uh you know in there maybe this is a blueprint maybe from going forward you know uh, armies uh, terrorists whatever they say well you know we, we should do what hamas did uh, and then the world will uh, will side with us and say they're they're killing our children and not worry about what we're doing. So my my question is, would we bomb? Do you believe the United States, Joe Biden, would bomb would have bombed the targets we've already bombed with the Houthis if let's say those those targets that we hit were in the weapons were in schools or in churches or in apartment buildings or hospitals? Do you think they would or they would say up? Oh, they're smart. We can't touch that. What? Where are we in that mindset in the new war game, if you will? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to believe the answer is no. I'd like to believe he's got the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He's got incredible, great advisors within his national security apparatus to say we're not doing that. We're not. We're not. We're not savages. We're not going to do that. But what that means is you have to go at the enemy in, in different ways. You have to use, you know, most conventional forces you can you can get to with through cyber, through economic, through other informational ways to put pressures on them, um, to say we would bomb hospitals. You know, we just can't do that. That's just not, that's un-American. That's just, there's some moral and ethical lines you simply just can't cross. But, 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 but Colonel, I, I understand, but, but what you're giving them, and not just you, but what you're giving them is a place to store their stuff. I mean, a place to operate from, do exactly what Hamas did. Have your headquarters in these buildings, have your weapons in these buildings, have your launchers on the, in these buildings, and and we can't touch them. So we'll have to go through cyber attacks and uh, you know and other stuff. So 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 the whole war world, if you will, is different. If everybody, if the if all the bad guys start acting like Hamas, then the good guys can't can't hit their stuff because they're using human shields. I mean, if someone, God forbid, walked into your house, you know, holding a, the, a baby in front of them and they said, I'm going to kill your wife right now, and you had a gun, you wouldn't try to take a shot at them before they killed your wife? I mean, we're letting the bad guys dictate? Is that the new world? You know, you're paying a tough, it's a tough, you're asking a tough question. It's a hypothetical, it's a tough Well, you're tough the expert. Question. You're the, you're the, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm just a layman. So I'm not doing it, right? I'm not pulling that trigger. And I wouldn't order anyone to pull that trigger, right? Um, I, I think it's a hypothetical. It's a worst case. And I, I understand uh, I understand fundamentally the question. But I believe we'd have to have, you know, we'd back away from that 
we we use information. We use other technologies to inform and, and enlighten the, their population that if you're there, you need to leave. I remember as a young lieutenant captain flying in Somalia and in the middle of nowhere, uh, hunting down warlords and weapons, and you pull upon a mosque, and the mosque is you look in the mosque, and the mosque is packed with weapons. But we can't go in there, right? We're banned. We can't go in there. Um, so we deal with these constraints and restraints often. That's not new. It doesn't mean we didn't target mosques and other religious places of worship in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan when they were deemed truly hostile. Um, so I think each situation is needs to be taken on its own merit. Um, right. What you propose is, is a nightmare. It's a nightmarish for planning. Um, and I wouldn't want to be the commander have to make those decisions. Yeah, no, no. Crazy stuff. Uh, tell us about the book, Ghosts of Baghdad. So it gives you uh, it gives you an opportunity to climb into a attack helicopter uh, and spend about a month with me and my and my co-pilot, my wingman, uh, and those people around me. So it's a, it's a story. It's not my story. It's it's told through my voice. It's really seen through my lens. Uh, but it's a story of so many other people I serve with. Just amazing young men and women. You know, called to serve. Uh, it's a story about your brother or your sister or your daughter or your son. And I I I think it. Uh, it, it explains uh, my perspective on the war in Iraq at my first tour there, and and I think it's uh, I think it paints a, a powerful picture of the sacrifices of uh, a lot of great Americans. Colonel Eric Buer, uh, and and that book I, I presume is available all over Amazon and everywhere else. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can come on my website and uh, you can get it anywhere you like. All right, give us the website. Uh, EricBuer.com. E-R-I-C-B-U-R.com. <laughs> Anything you need. <laughs> could not be could not be easier. Thank you, sir, for serving. Thank you for coming on, and I hope we talk again. Anytime. My pleasure. So long. Take care. All right, folks. Uh, very interesting conversation as we uh, await to see what uh, what our military does in retaliation for um, for the the three dead soldiers in Jordan and the dozens that have been wounded and. Um, Oh, it's a bad, bad world out there. When the, when uh, again, I, 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 yeah, I disagree. And and he's he's right. You got to tell people to evacuate, as Israel did, dropping flyers, making phone calls, evacuating people. Um, but you know, when you openly have uh, the bad guys saying we don't care about those civilians, that's not our job. We don't care. Um, it's a problem when you're the bad guys and you're running the whole piece of land and your operations are in hospitals and schools and apartments and, <laughs> and, 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 and so such a percentage of the population is working for you. Um, and then you go and commit Nazi atrocities at the, to your next door neighbor. Well, you know what? Your neighbor has to make sure those Nazi atrocities don't happen to their citizens again, as you say, as the bad guy says, Oh, we'll do it again. <laughs> And if we live in a world where the terrorists get to dictate uh, how and when and we could go after them, then we're in really, really bad shape. In addition to everything else that we talk about and that, I, that we describe. Um, anyway, all right. We have one final segment left in the hour. I know you didn't know that was coming. Uh, so don't go anywhere. Steve Malsberg, right here 
on TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. The trial of Michael Mann and Mark Stein continues. Actually, it's Michael Mann suing Mark Stein and some other people over comments that he was a fraud. And it's very, very interesting when I look at the facts of this. First of all, Dr. Mann would not allow anyone to see his actual work, which is really kind of strange. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, you see me make a forecast, but always display the reasoning and rationale behind it. Always show people what you are up to. And hey, if it doesn't, it doesn't. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's the breaks. So you've got to be suspicious of that. Why won't you show your data? Now, as far as Dr. Mann being a Nobel Prize winner, this is from Gear Lundsted, director of the Nobel Institute. Michael Mann has never been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. He did not receive any personal certificate. He has taken the diploma awarded in 2007 to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and to Al Gore, and has created his own authentic-looking diploma. The text underneath the diploma is entirely his own, and the diploma that the IPCC got has really nothing to do with what Michael Mann got. So what he did was, he got this piece of paper and literally created his own award. Now, I happen to be a volunteer strength and nutrition advisor for the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club here at Penn State. We have a couple of gold medalists. And a couple of those gold medalists I talked to about nutrition and training. Does that make me a gold medalist? If I were to say, hey, I'm a gold medalist in the Olympics, am I a fraud? <laughs> you make the decision. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. You are loved. You are valued. You are resilient. You got this. You are there for them. We are here for you. Find free care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome back. Okay, so the uh, other day, the uh, president of the United Auto Workers Union endorsed Joe Biden. And the media went nuts. Oh, wow, what a big endorsement this is. What a great, great Great thing for Joe Biden. Here's 345. Donald Trump is a scab. <laughs> Donald Trump is a billionaire, and that's who he represents. And this choice is clear. Joe Biden bet on the American worker while Donald Trump blamed the American worker. That was the president of the United Auto Workers Union, Sean Fain, endorsing President Biden this afternoon. Biden has been edging towards that since September when he became the first American president to join a picket line in support of auto workers striking for higher wages. Donald Trump one day later, made his own attempt to appeal to blue-collar workers by holding a rally at a non-union shop. Wow. No wonder the uh, United Auto Workers decided to endorse Biden, right? 
Let's bring on Corinne Jean-Pierre to talk about how great this really is. Here's cut 346. President Biden is known as the most pro-union president in modern times, right? And this is not a title that he has given himself. Yeah. This is a title that other union union members and unions have given him. Mm-hmm. And that is because of the work that he's done. That's because he's put that. When, it come, when you think about the middle class, he says unions has b- built the middle class, right? And he talks about how we need to build the middle class from the bottom up, middle out. And so he has, uh, he has said those words. He has walked the talk and he did it as a senator. He's clearly as a Vice President, and the last three years of this administration, he has been very clear that we should not leave anybody behind. It is important as we are creating jobs that there are good paying union jobs. Wow. So you think, wow, no wonder the union backed him, right? Oh, he, the union members love him. He's the big, most pro union president ever. He talked the walk or walked the talk, built from the in out, bottom up, upside down. Oh, no wonder. It's a problem. Just hours after he endorsed Joe Biden and called Donald Trump, whatever he called him, a name or two or three, the head of the UAW went on Fox with Neil Cavuto. And listen to what he said. Here's 347. You know, there's always a dichotomy. I mean, uh, the union membership in the past was very strong for Ronald Reagan in both elections. Uh, George uh, Bush Sr. benefited uh, from the union vote. Uh, Many of your own members now, Sean, are are very big Trump supporters. I don't know the breakdown. You know that far better than I. But that a a good many of them are at Trump rallies and are MAGA enthusiasts. How do you feel about that? Look, that's what makes this country, you know, a beacon for other countries. You know, it's it's democracy in action. Um, Look, let me be clear about this. A great majority of our members will not vote for President Biden. Uh, Yes, some will. Uh, But that's the reality of this. Uh, The majority of our members are going to vote their paychecks. They're going to vote for an economy that works for them. (laughs) So all this baloney, this facade Oh, Donald Trump is a he's a scam. Yay! A majority, he admits hours later, that a majority of members of his own union who just endorsed Biden will vote for Trump. Now, that's the story, right? No. I, I didn't hear it mentioned anywhere else, but there and now here. Um, this is this is fake news by omission. It should be in the dictionary. This this should be the example. Anytime any of them reported that he got the endorsement of the UAW, and by the way, that Jean Karine Jean Pierre interview, that was after Cavuto's interview ran, as far as I could tell. As far as I could tell. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All the networks, they all did it. They all had the, the, the president of the union endorsing Biden. But then, Biden, then the president of the union goes to Cavuto and says, my members are voting for Trump. <laughs> Shh, fake news by omission. Got to lie by not telling the story. Folks, God willing, we'll do it again tomorrow. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Be here 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on TNT. 